2: Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast. Useless Information
1: Hi, I'm Steve Silverman, and you're listening to a classic episode of the Useless Information Podcast. This episode, "Dumpy The Dog, was first released back on July 8th of 2010. It's a very sad story that both illustrates how cruel some people can be to an animal, while at the same time showing the true compassion of the rest of the population, including me. You know, listening to it all these years later, I noticed that the recording quality is just a bit better than the bulk of these early episodes, although I still had a tendency to talk way too fast. Us New Yorkers are famous for that. One other thing to note is that the Retro Sponsor is an old Aunt Jemima pancake mix commercial, and at the end I quickly mentioned that I was surprised that the name was still being used. There was absolutely no way I could have foreseen that the name would be discontinued a decade later. Anyway, let's take a listen. Welcome to the Useless Information Podcast, my collection of fascinating true stories from the flip side of my name is Steve Silverman. Today's story is the very, very sad story of Dumpy the dog. But before we do that, let's start with today's question of the day. Now for today's question of the day, I thought I'd ask you about Thomas Edison, the famous inventor who you know, had some incredible inventions such as the incandescent light bulb, the phonograph, and moving pictures. But he invented one very useful kitchen product, maybe not as important as the ones I mentioned, but a very useful kitchen product. Was it one wax paper, two the pepper mill, three the salad spinner, or four the vegetable peeler? Again, did Thomas Edison invent one wax paper, two the pepper mill, three the salad spinner, or four the vegetable peeler? And as always, I'll leave in suspense until the end of this podcast. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money?
2: Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast.
1: And now for today's story on Dumpy the dog. Now I'm going to warn you in advance that the story I'm about to tell you is one that could be very difficult to listen to since it involves the inhumane treatment of a dog named Dumpy. So if you can't handle it, you may want to turn it off. Now it's rare that a dog makes the front page in newspapers, but the sad story of what happened to this three-year-old parp beagle mix back in March of 1973 grabbed national headlines at the time. Today's story starts right where Dumpy got his name, at the County Dump in Mahoning County in Ohio. It's here that a deputy dog warden named Edward Mansoor backed his van up with a number of stray dogs that he was about to euthanize. Now, the procedure to end the lives of these poor animals was quite primitive, the exhaust system of the van was bypassed so that a lethal combination of carbon monoxide and, of course, whatever else, the leaded uh, fumes that were coming out of the exhaust system would suffocate the dogs. As each animal was killed, he or she was simply thrown into the dump, and when the pile got big enough, they were buried by a bulldozer. As I said, it's a gruesome story, but it only gets worse. The bulldozer operator, a guy named James Gilbert, noticed that one of the dogs was still moving around, So he requested that Deputy Warden Mansour put the dog out of its misery. He fired four shots at the dog, piercing his chest and foreleg. Yet somehow the dog continued to try to get away. So Gilbert pleaded with the Deputy Warden to go after the dog and finish the job. But Mansour refused. It was a really rainy day and he just didn't want to get his boots covered in mud. And of course, he was also certain that the dog would die anyway from his uh, gunshot wounds. As a result, the dog was abandoned dead. Gilbert was so upset of what he had just seen that he called a relative in the nearby town of Salem to let them know what he had just witnessed. Somehow word reached two women. Now, these are the heroes of the story. Two women named Joyce Schuyler and Jean Fluerty. And they decided to go out and search for this dog, which uh, of course became known as Dumpy because, of course, he was in the dump. Now, by the time they reached the dump, nightfall had set in so they searched for the dog with flashlights in the pouring rain and eventually found him hiding in a little tool shack Uh, now uh, dumpy was covered with mud and blood Uh, he wasn't moving but he definitely was definitely was still alive every single hair on his body was standing on end his eyes were glazed over yet somehow they said he tried to wag his tail As you'd expect, Dumpy was immediately rushed to a local veterinarian who was able to stabilize his condition. His bullet wounds were cleaned and, of course, they were patched, but the gassing caused him to become partially paralyzed in his hindquarters, yet they reported that Dumpy seemed to improve with each passing day. While the two women did not intend to keep him, they took Dumpy home to help him heal up. And word quickly spread of Dumpy's miraculous survival against all of the odds, and calls came in from all over the United States from people offering to adopt him. Even cash donations were sent in, and an account was set up in Dumpy's name in a bank in Salem. While all this was taking place, the county commissioner suspended Deputy Warden Munsura for five days for, and this is a quote, neglect of duty and conduct unbecoming an officer. That's the end of the quote. Now, how he didn't get fired is beyond me. Uh, And I should mention they also ordered that carbon dioxide gas units be installed in the vans instead of using the the bypass exhaust. That really doesn't seem like much of an improvement to me. It was initially reported in the media that Dumpy was picked up as a stray by the Mahoning County dog pound. But then about a week later, the real truth came out. And that is that Dumpy's real name was Tiny, and his former owner, who is a Salem nursing home operator named E.M. Myers, had turned him over to the dog warden on March 16th with the assurance that he'd be placed in a good home with children. Myers, they insisted that Myers pay $3 for a dog license to assure that he would get placed. And they said since Tiny was a smaller dog, he would find a home relatively quickly. Clearly, this did not happen. Unfortunately, Dumpy, aka Tiny, was not recovering as quickly as was hoped. So the veterinarian urged the two women that found him to take Dumpy to Columbus for examination by the Ohio State University Veterinary Clinic. And this is where the really bad news comes in. It turns out that Dumpy had suffered from a bout of distemper as a puppy, and his current weak condition allowed the effects of that virus to become unleashed. Dumpy was not going to die from the gassing or from the two bullet wounds, but instead he was going to die from the lack of a puppyhood inoculation. On April 4th, the doctors told the two women that the nerve coatings in the muscles of Dumpy's rear legs had fallen off and it was causing him great pain when his legs were rubbed or touched. As a result, two of his paws had to be amputated. With time, the condition was expected to spread, so Dumpy was given no chance of survival. Sadly, Dumpy was put to sleep on April 21st, 1973, when the women were told the gangrene had set in and that further amputation was needed. Uh, one week later, on April 28th, a funeral was held for Dumpy and 400 people stopped by the cemetery to pay their respects. Uh, there There's still 100 people on hand when his casket was lowered into the ground. Uh, she also mentioned there were four dogs in attendance. Uh, Dumpy was buried at the Woodside Pet Cemetery in Navarra, Ohio, in a donated white satin line casket along with a single red tulip. His tombstone simply reads, we the people will never forget you. And we never will. Uh, Useless, useful, I'll leave that for you to decide. And now for a few words from our retro sponsor.
0: (laughs) Greetings, folks, greetings. This is your old friend Ed Jamama. And pleased as punch with yourself this morning, aren't you, Ed (laughs) Jamama? Of course I am, Mr. Lyon. Maybe you don't know it, but this year is buckwheat time. And I's here to tell the ladies how they can happify the a whole family with rich and mellow, light and fluffy, tempting Aunt Jemima buckwheat. Mmm, mmm, buckwheat. I love them. Sure you does. Everybody do. <laughs> and with my secret Old South recipe, anybody can make the most delicious, delectable, delightful, digestible buckwheat cakes in the whole world. Wow, that was a mouthful, Aunt Jemima. (laughs) (laughs) You better rest a minute while we hear some music. Oh, Aunt Jemima, you gave us a song. Now, have you got an old plantation saying for us? (laughs) I sure have, Mr. Lott. Old Colonel Higby, he used to tell the folks that when the family laughed at the breakfast table, they sure wouldn't need no doctor. Oh, well, thank you, Aunt Jemima. <laughs> so long, folks. Look for Aunt Jemima's smiling face at your friendly grocer. And don't forget Buckwheat days is happy days. <laughs> that
1: commercial's from the 1943 CBS show and. Jemima. Big shock. Uh, The show was five minutes long and uh, consisted of an introductory commercial followed by a song for a few minutes and then there was a closing uh, commercial. And what I've done is splice it together so you don't listen to the song. The Aunt Jemima uh, trademark dates back to 1893, uh, but the pancake mix, which was the first ready mix pancake mix, was introduced in 1889. The name Aunt Jemima comes from an old song called Old Aunt Jemima, which was written in 1875 and uh, was quite popular in its day. Uh, it was marketed by the Pearl Milling Company uh, during a glut in the flour market, and they were, of course, looking for a new outlet uh, for their flour. Now, I should comment that uh, I do f- always find it kind of odd that the name Aunt Jemima is still used because it does have a kind of a derogatory sense to it, um, but the product is uh, quite popular, and I guess if people are unhappy... Uh, They would request that it get changed.
2: Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: And now for a few totally useless yet totally true tidbits from history. It's time for like to call news of the weird past. And our first story goes back to December 26, 1909, which reported that 28-year-old Mrs. William J. Ellen was knocked unconscious by someone and her five-foot-long blonde hair was cut off with a razor down to her scalp. Uh, She was found about an hour later, uh, basically left for dead in the hallway of her house. And it turns out this was not the first time someone tried to do this. It was actually the third time in two weeks that someone had attempted to take her hair. For the first time, a guy offered her money for her hair, but she refused. On the second attempt, he tried to cut off her two braids with shears. Our next little tidbit also occurred on December 26, but in this case in 1940 and occurred in Fitzgerald, Georgia. That's where county ordinary P.J. Kelly lowered his price for a wedding from $4 to $3 for any bride over 18 within his county. It seems that his business was way off because the men were afraid to wed and stand accused of trying to dodge the draft. And our last story for today goes back to May 5, 1972. It's reported that University of Oklahoma graduate English instructor Wendy Berlowitz disrobed before her freshman class. She had announced at the beginning of class that she wanted to disrobe and asked if anyone would be offended. Since no one spoke up, she taught in the buff for 30 minutes before getting dressed again and ending class. Oddly, another English instructor, Romney Phelps, had done the same thing the prior week. Uh, both were fired from their positions. And now the answer to today's question of the day, and I had asked you about Thomas Edison, and we all know about those great inventions he had, but there's one that's in your kitchen probably right now uh, that uh, is very useful, and you did not know that he invented. So I asked, was it one wax paper, two the pepper mill, three the salad spinner, or four the vegetable peeler? Well, it turns out that the first answer is correct. Thomas Edison in 1872 invented waxed paper. I hope you enjoyed today's story on Dumpy the Dog, although I guess enjoyment isn't quite the right term for such a depressing story, as well as our question of the day on Thomas Edison, listening to our retro sponsor uh, Aunt Jemima, and the news of the weird past tidbits on, uh, of course, the woman whose hair was chopped off, that bargain marriage deal in Fitzgerald, Georgia, and, of course, the woman that taught her class in her birthday suit. If you'd like to read more true stories just like this, please be sure to get a copy copy of one of my books. They're Einstein's Refrigerator and Lindbergh's Artificial Heart. Both are written by me, Steve Silverman. I have heard that Einstein's Refrigerator is available in a digital format, although I have not checked to see where that is. I'm guessing you can get it through Amazon. Uh, They are available from your local bookseller online and, of course, from your local library. Now, if for some reason you'd like to contact me, simply drop me an email at useless at steve.silverman.name. That's useless at steve.silverman.name. Or visit my website at uselessinformation.org. Lastly, I'd appreciate if you could log into iTunes and leave some positive comments to help increase, of course, the number of listeners to this podcast. I should mention I'm recording this at about 4 in the morning because my office has been incredibly hot. I've come up here night after night uh, with the intention of recording a podcast, and I just couldn't deal with the heat. So I got up really early this morning and recorded this for you. So I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, thanks for listening.